0: the call with Nancy Sabeda with Bible teacher Patsy Ho. We're talking about the parable of the pearl. Welcome back to our teaching session on Jesus' parables. Before our break in August, we covered the parable of the sower and the parables of the mustard seed and the yeast. And today, Patsy will be teaching from Matthew 13, through 46 on the parables of the treasure and the pearl.
1: I'm so excited to be back to tell you and your listeners more about what Jesus revealed in his parables about the kingdom of God. In our last twin parable of the mustard seed and the yeast, Jesus was foretelling the exponential growth of God's kingdom. And in today's twin parables of the treasure and the pearl, the emphasis will be on the incomparable value of God's kingdom.
0: Wonderful. Let's get started by reading the passage. So in Matthew 13, 44 through 46, it says, the kingdom of heaven is like treasure hidden in a field. When a man found it, he hid it again. And then in his joy, he went and sold all he had and bought that field. Again, the kingdom of heaven is like a merchant looking for fine pearls. When he found one of great value, he went away and sold everything he had and bought it. In today's parables, Jesus used two
1: valuable items, treasure and pearl, to describe the kingdom of heaven. I mentioned at our last session that the kingdom of heaven, or the kingdom of God, is the realm where God rules and reigns. In this kingdom of God, everyone is at peace, full of joy, and filled with purpose. God is our King, who is fully in control of everything, and we can rest in his wisdom, provision, and love, living happily every after lives. In other words, God's kingdom is the ideal community, the dream life we are all yearning for. That's why Jesus told his followers that discovering this kingdom is like finding buried treasure.
0: And who doesn't love buried treasure? <laughs> yeah, yes, indeed. So Patsy, I was just wondering if you know why in the parable, the man reburied the treasure and then came back later to buy that field. In
1: those days, there were banks around. And so it was common practice to bury money and other treasures in the ground. The original owner of this treasure was probably long gone when this man in the parable found the loot. Now because of finders keepers, this man could have legally just taken the treasure for himself without buying the land. But because he recognized the great value of this treasure, he didn't want any problems. And so he reburied the treasure until he could legally buy the land.
0: And he did so joyfully.
1: Indeed he did. So the point Jesus was making was that this man recognized the worth of this treasure and joyfully, willingly, and wholeheartedly went on to sell everything he had so that he could buy that field and possess that
0: treasure. And we see that the merchant did the same sell everything in order to buy that one pearl. And I'm guessing that pearls in those days must be as valuable as gold or diamonds in, the, in our day.
1: Yes. Jesus always taught using everyday items and the value system of his time so that his listeners would understand what he was trying to say. Indeed, during Jesus' time, pearls were the jewels of choice. You see, the right pearl could set this merchant up for life. And that's why in Jesus' parable, this merchant was looking high and low, searching everywhere for fine pearls of great value that could make all his dreams come true. And when he finally found it, notice it's not a few pearls, but only one magnificent pearl, beautiful enough that he knew he had to do everything, sell everything to buy it.
0: Yes, they both sold everything to possess the treasure. So Patsy, is there any significance to the detail of the man stumbling upon the buried treasure while the merchant was actively searching for fine pearls and great value?
1: So we've established that both the treasure and the pearls represent the pot at the end of the rainbow, the ultimate fulfillment of life, which Jesus tells us is the kingdom of God. So Jesus was saying, whether you stumbled upon this treasure or were actively searching for it, God's kingdom is a priceless treasure that is worth giving up everything to be a part of it. As for me, you can say that I stumbled upon Jesus. You see, I grew up going to the Buddhist temple once every month with my mother and grandmother. It was something we did. And I was never convinced that the statues were gods. So when the concept of atheism came up at middle school, I thought I must be an atheist. But one Easter Sunday, a distant aunt invited me to church. And that was when Jesus revealed himself to me. I found out that Jesus wasn't just a good teacher, philosopher, or moral person. He is the son of God who came to earth with the specific purpose of paying the price for my sins. Jesus died a terrible death on the cross because my sins are selfish and ugly, deserving of death, which is an eternity away from the love and satisfaction of knowing God and being known by Him. It was my aha moment. This realization, this secret to eternal life, this treasure called the kingdom of heaven. I can have it all when I confess, repent, believe and trust Jesus as my savior and Lord. Now this was more than 30 years ago and I can truly say this treasure is worth my total commitment to Jesus. I have found that by giving up my dreams, my expectations, my will and my way and submitting to God's plans, purposes, and timing for my life. I'm already living my eternal life of joy, peace, and fulfillment, this side of heaven. So what about you, Nancy? How did you come to the Lord?
0: Well, like you, Patsy, I stumbled into the truth. When I studied in Bible Study Fellowship, I thought I understood the Bible, but I didn't. And when I heard your lecture in Exodus, I never knew how big God was. At that moment, I realized God was drawing me to himself because I thought I knew what I knew was just a tiny piece of who God is and how he is overall. And that was my aha moment. That was my pearl.
1: Wonderful. I love stories about how God just draws us to himself. So it really makes no difference if we're searching or we're not even searching for God because Jesus died for everyone's sins in the past, present, and the future. Jesus has paid it all. We just have to believe and commit to following him. And yes, this treasure gets better and deeper and brighter as I study who God is as revealed in the Bible. Through the ups and downs of life, I found that worldly pleasures, though attractive and tempting, are but illusions fleeting moments of happiness that do not last. And no, I'm not chalking up brownie points by being a good person and doing good works. The Bible tells us that there is nothing we can do to earn our place in heaven. That's because salvation is a free gift of God. And it's only free because Jesus paid the price. So regardless of whether we are searching for God or we're not even searching for God, We are all looking for our best version of life in this world and the next. And Jesus tells us it is found only in him. So the treasure is God and the only way to God is through Jesus Christ. So what are you waiting for? Nothing in this life is more important than eternal life. Nothing in this life is more important than saying yes to Jesus Christ. And nothing is more important than following Jesus into the kingdom of heaven. And for those of us who have been following Jesus for a while, are you more inclined to yawn or to pant for the Lord? By your daily priorities and schedule,
0: how highly do you value the treasure that is Jesus Christ. To see the latest stories and teachings, go to the call with And may the Lord Jesus Christ richly bless you.